When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, it's Thursday afternoon, which means it's time for Lowell's, a show hosted by me, Peter Overzet, and my co-host, Brick75, one of the top DFS players in the world. Can you figure out that we don't have a lot planned based on this very vague and ambiguous cold open? You might be correct. I, does he think... I think he thinks this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type in one for yes, two for no. Let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. (laughs) Please don't do bus. All right, Uh, the chat is here they're ready are we talking giblets um i do have an update on the uh the hoop situation i touched base with him he still says he fully intends to come on lulls brian he's still waiting to to get the word from our legal team but i don't get the vibe he's bullshitting me i think he legitimately wants to come on so uh we're gonna have to sit and be patient on that one but uh still looking forward to that brian sweet yeah well maybe eventually we'll see eventually are we the only show covering the run pure drama? I don't know if I've seen it. In I heard one other show done. did one other show did. I don't know who Does, really? did anyone in chat hear another stream on this. Supposedly I heard Neil say that okay. somebody else did one. So, well, cause I'd like to think, you know, people last week said Lowell's is built for this kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of curious, like who's our competition out there. I mean, are we even having to, you know, body people out to, to be the number one reporters on this? Yeah. Show? I want to hear yeah, I want to hear right. it. The uh, it's it's good to know that the RPS, you know, uh, artifice is just so complicated that it takes lawyers and weeks and weeks to just negotiate a divorce like that. I know. Who would have thought from the outside that deep behind there's a an inner working a machinery that must chug along a bullock here to call the stream late one minute. Yes, I revealed on ship chasing last night. My least favorite bit is the chat telling me when I'm late, when I'm only a few seconds late. Um, because I tell you, these guys, Brian, they get so spoiled. Just consistency from me, shows starting on time, and then you're 30 seconds late and they revolt. I've really created monsters is what's happened. <laughs> is that like the type of person who like complains about the service, you know, I- the customer service or something when the person has it's not their it's not their like it uh not their fault yeah you know what i'm talking about that type of person 
Yeah, I mean, and that happens a lot too, right? Where, I mean, we're also at the age of where people go to social media to be like, Delta sucks, they lost my bags. And then like some poor like soul and customer support has to like deal with you, even though they had nothing to do with actually losing your bags themselves. Right. Yeah. It's like, who, who, the guy who's just in cocaine bear, he did have that great Ikea uh, bit on Twitter where he, he was an employee for Twitter and he stands up and he talks all serious. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen that. No. You've got to see it. It's uh, He does this little character guy and it got so popular he got in cocaine beer. You have to watch it now. Seven, yeah. yeah, drop the link in the, uh, in the private chat here. Uh, sacrilegious. The best availability is availability. Uh, well said. Um, I believe, was that Michael Scott quoting uh, Michael Jordan, quoting Wayne Gretzky, who said that? Um, cocaine Bear. I have not. Did you did you see that movie? I have not. No. Okay. Yeah, this guy. What is, Scott Sice. I have to look under my camera. Sorry right. to get the link. That's why I was I'm, also going to say, Brian, uh, you... Uh, you have like a slightly different angle to your uh your screen today i feel like we get more composition in your bedroom it's like more level i feel like you made a nice oh. adjustment oh okay i'll leave it i thought you wanted me to switch it here no. here's the guy's twitter okay um i can't i hate that i can't put it in the comment section here on the but let's see if Hang i can on. find how about this i just found his twitter and he has a post that says here's what you need to know before you see cocaine bear okay if you do that while i look for the funny ones <laughs> okay is this uh let's see here before you see cocaine bear nothing you don't need to read a comic book from 1978 the bear wasn't introduced at the end of the eternals if you've ever heard the words cocaine or bear before you're completely up to speed don't come to this movie for a pop quiz okay as nicole kidman said we come to cocaine bear for magic and you're not going to see any articles after like cocaine bear ending explained you're just going to see ones that say remember the ending of cocaine bear we do too it rule this movie will be conservatively one billion times better than citizen kane conservatively here's what you need to all right which which one do i need to check what's what's the quintessential scott size it's the uh, ikea one i found one on youtube maybe we should just watch that one yeah, our, our uh, Lulz videos have been getting demonetized anyways lately because every other video they flag the intro music. So, um, you know, we can just do whatever these days. Really? Yeah. Might have to switch that then, huh? Either that or we just go poor. Um, all right. Let me let me get this one up here. That's the kind he, – he's done a few, and I think that's the combination of all of them. But I saw it on, on Twitter. But, yeah, the first minute and a half. You is just lost yourself a customer. You think I own this business? You think I own Ikea? I'm a part-time employee halfway through a two-week notice. I don't give a shit. I'm telling all my friends not to shop here. Tell them. You think I want five other yous running around the store? Have them call me, I'll tell them. You think you hate this place more than me? I work here. I know the sale ended last week, but can I still get a discount? Do you hear yourself? <laughs> we can't go back time marches on. You want the sale from 15 years ago, too? When's it end, Diane? You want that price? You're going to have to go through the quantum realm with Ant-Man. You know how much money I spend here? More than you should. <laughs> Meatballs ain't that good. <laughs> Save your money. And in my time. It doesn't matter how much you spend here. We don't... I don't know why that's lagging on my end, but... Uh, yeah. Anyways, that's, that's the pretty gist. good. 
Yeah. The music is really what, what sells it. Uh, yeah. His delivery is delivery's pretty perfect. Uh, but yes, that very, very similar uh, dynamic. Ghost says he uh, blew up during the pandemic for his Ikea worker vids. Uh, yeah. Love it. That's why I brought it up. Uh, Jarrett, what does demonetize on YouTube mean exactly? So basically what's, what's shitty about it is when like I get the theme songs or use the music, it's from a royalty free music site. So it should theoretically be above board, but then eventually, I don't know if like the license lapse, but then some other label comes and says, Hey, we actually own the rights to that music. You're more than welcome to continue to use that in your intro, but any money made off of advertising on your video is going to come to us instead. So it, it uh, means it, it means Pete is so controversial that they're <laughs> demonetizing his opinion and you need to help fund him to keep his, you know, keep it, uh, the word out there on the streets fighting against the man. I, I'm telling you, I've, I've had to, uh, I had to roll up my sleeves. Uh, I was telling, uh, Mike and Pat on ship chasing last night. I was so disgusted with the quotes I got for mulch for my yard that I've been doing the mulch myself, had it delivered, dumped in my driveway, a heaping pile of mulch. And then I've been like having to use whatever bit of free time I have at night to go spread mulch around. And so it's tough out here, Brian. People are taking money away from my YouTube streams. I can't afford to pay someone to spread my own mulch. I'm down bad. How hot is it over there? It's getting hot here. It is. Yeah, I don't know. So today was the, let me check here. Cause it was, we were supposed to get up into the eighties. It's 86 right now, Brian. Yeah. 86 degrees. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I know it's, uh, it's brewing. You, you've been a little under the weather too. So you've been having a rough go of it. Yeah. I got COVID over the weekend. Second time. <laughs> no, nah, that was my first time. That was your first. It's really, yeah. I, it must, uh, it must, uh, target people with tiger blood, this new variant, because uh, I thought I was immune. I, for some reason, I thought you had it once before. It's so weird. We're in we're in that stage too now with COVID, where it's just like when anyone tells me that they got COVID, I just immediately assume it's the second time, just because we've gone through so many cycles of it. Yeah, and you never know. I could have had it at some point. Who the hell fucking yeah. knows? You know, just never tested positive. I think well, you know. I I give you a ton of shit for never traveling, never leaving your your house and your lake house. But I feel like you get the last laugh because you made it what three years uh without covid <laughs> there you go see see it's all because of the vaccine though that's why i'm so <laughs> safe and effective <laughs> here we go sorry now now we're really gonna get to, not only are we gonna get demonetized <laughs> we're gonna get deplatformed for brian spreading lies about the vaccine <laughs> uh yeah um let's see here what uh did you have any any pretty nasty symptoms or were you just kind of fatigued Nah, it was, uh, it's like a, a combination of like a weak cold and a weak flu symptoms wise. I was sick for like a day. Yeah. That was when I got it. Cause I got it last year, actually around this time it was around Easter. And, um, I never, only thing I felt was like a little tired for one day. And then it was just like a, a cold basically, but it didn't derail me too much, but everyone seems to have very different experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was definitely tired, though. Yeah, definitely tired. I mean, I knew I was sick. Definitely can tell you're, definitely tell you're sick. But I don't know. I think sometimes you can get like less less of a viral load or something, and then it's just not as bad. Who, who the fuck? Does, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, Pete. <laughs> you have you tried to do the thing where you can pinpoint where you got it? Was it a? a oh, we know. Anything? Yeah, we know exactly. 
where okay. my family just my whole family got it from, from a birthday Easter? party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. It ran through the family there. Uh what 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 was I gonna say? Um, let's see, Drew. Good afternoon. Haven't seen you around, Drew. Hope you are doing uh doing well here. Brian, you were saying you were saying our uh right before we went on, our friend Steve Buzzard has been on an absolute heater in the MLB streets. Yeah, every time I wake up and check to see my losses, I see I see Steve ship shipped another one. He's won three nights in a row, I think. Which the, the biggest contest? Yeah, which I've never done. And I don't know if I've I'm sure it's been done, but I don't know if I can think of someone who's done that. Um, I'm not sure if they were all three the big fifteen dollar ones. They might have uh-huh. been a high stakes one in there. Um but they might have been the fifteen, which is really hard to do to win the ones with thousand, you know, fifteen thousand, thirty thousand people in it three times wow. in a row. I just went to his Twitter Twitter feed, and you know he's feeling himself when he's using the Michael Jordan shrug gift <laughs> over here. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, look at that. Um, yeah, fifty thousand uh, in this one here. Let's see, first place for a hundred thousand in this one, and oh, this one was over on Fanduel, hundred thousand. So two hundred fifty thousand in three days. It's you didn't win, so it's all luck, right, Brian? That was all luck for yeah for Steve it's luck for me it's skill when yeah. I win. Um, is there is there anything interesting going on in the MLB streets? Any is there any like patterns to his like type of lineups or strategies or is this kind of pretty business as usual in the MLB streets? You know I didn't look at any of his lineups. Um, Steve's Steve's good I'm sure he's he he runs hot early in the season a lot actually I think I wonder if he would agree with that. Um. He's probably just uh, maybe he made some tweaks from last year that are helping him. I don't know, but I mean, I I mean, let's be real. Like winning three in a row is he's running extremely hot. It's very uh, fortunate to have the cards turn out for you three days in a three days in a row. What would it take? Because Brian, I don't think I've ever seen you do a post that wasn't um a joke of some sort i've never seen you do a sincere post in this vein being like hey i won playing dfs if you won three days in a row like steve did do you think you would do a tweet no what would it take what what would it take for you to just publicly pat yourself on the back for once i mean i'd do it i don't care i'm just not going to do it No, I know. And I'm saying, what would it, what would it take? For I'll you do to it like, for nothing, I guess, if you want me to. No, I don't want, I, I don't, I don't That's have what I'm, saying. I'm just curious. I'll do it for nothing, but I don't, won't do it voluntarily. I mean, it's just like, I mean, Brian, you realize too, like if I would have won a best ball tournament for a hundred thousand or something, I mean, God knows I'm making a meal out of that. I'm just wondering what would it take for you to make a meal out of it? I mean, I, maybe I'll do it for a bit. Okay. All right. That would be fun. What would you do? Like, what would be your reaction? Say, like, you won one of the NFL Week Three Millionaire Maker. Finally, took down that bad boy. You'd you'd have to acknowledge that in a tweet, Brian. I was gonna. I already thought about it. I would, oh, I, here we go. Okay. Yeah, if what I won it? a Millie Maker, I'd say I finally broke even on Millie Makers. <laughs> okay, so that's more of the nerdy tenor style of self-deprecating victory laps, is, is yeah, which might be true. Who knows at this point? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that was yeah because what we were, we were calling out because both was it nerdy and uh petty theft in there after winning their tournaments recently and they both had uh made jokes about it being all luck did, yeah did they yeah well i mean because um uh dan is i mean he's just the same thing i just said with steve steve's good but winning three in a row is extremely fortunate let's say it's it's lucky yeah. so like he knows that running hot in a uh championship is really like because he could have ran hot the the 20k to first the night before and then that would have been his win instead of 250 it's you can't you, you can't control those things as much as as people think is you think he can he knows that so and he's also like randomly selecting his lineups a lot of times from like a cohort of line you know what i mean yeah he's at least he said that on this show how he picks his how he picks his team so What's like it could have randomly selected a different one, you know? Like what what would you rather have three days in a row like him or winning once every four months uh over the course of a year? Hmm. Probably once over four every four months. I'd Just rather not like if those were my only two choices, three yeah. And one boom or four over the year, I would do f- or three over the year. I would do three over the year so you don't lose for 11 straight months. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like fun to be on that heater. But then if yeah. you you feel the pullback of that for a year, that could be demoralizing. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, too. You, like that doesn't necessarily mean you'll lose. But actually, it probably does because the prize pools are so in baseball, too. They, they are even worse. Because they're really they're really pushing the hundred k to first mm. at the beginning of the season here, and so they're stretching a little bit, um, which I'm not necessarily against when I win, but I am when I lose. <laughs> um, so, and I've been losing, so I'm against it currently. Do, what, but, do you, yeah. where are you where are you at on that idea of the first place prize still being the biggest driver for like filling? tournaments right because like the the high volume players it doesn't matter the site i was just listening to davis talk with nick rudman from underdog on his podcast the other day and talking about the prize pools and stuff like that where it's long been said by platforms hey we need the top prize to bring people in to fill this contest and then the players say we'll smooth it out we don't care if it's fifty thousand versus forty thousand. i just want to realize my edge a little bit better with a flatter playout structure like where where are you at on that right now uh i'm I think I'm the same I was before. Whatever brings in the most people's what I think is best, especially recreational players. So, so it's a trade off you're willing to make, like yeah, it's a trade off. Second place being a fraction of first, if it means that more casuals are willing to pile in. I guess then my question is, do you think that actually works? Do you think a casuals playing for a hundred thousand and they wouldn't be firing a bullet if it was sixty thousand? I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I, I think the conventional wisdom is yes, right? When you say the conventional wisdom is yes, that does bring them in. But I don't know if it, uh, if a hundred thousand really does. I could see right. million, a milli or ten million, like yeah. Powerball numbers, bring in people. Yeah, I don't know if a hundred k really, really does, but it must have some impact. Uh, you, I can't imagine they're they're shooting from the hip, DraftKings. Right. Like I mentioned, if they have like data to back this up, that it certainly does. 
Um, in the conversation, it was a, it's a little bit different for underdog. Whereas, cause the user experience, if you show up to do a draft and you're waiting for four other people to fill your draft room for 10 minutes and you just get impatient and leave like that affects it. Like their incentive to get people in the door, I feel like is even a little more greater because if people feel like the liquidity isn't there, then they just don't ever want to come back. Whereas at least with DraftKings, it's just like you come on your own terms and submit your lineup. I almost feel like DraftKings could probably get away with flatter payout structures even more than a draft site. You know what I want is the I've said on this show a bunch of times already is to get rid of so they lobby and try to get rid of the the cap on the amount of players and just make it unlimited, just right. like poker used to be, because because the law says that they have to let you know in advance how many opponents you're going to be against mm-hmm. and. I wonder with all like the new legal sports betting and stuff like that, I wonder if they could just not do that anymore. <laughs> like whatever, we're, we're fucking sports betting now anyways. Like what do you what do you care? Like uh, uh without even doing the full lobbying, maybe just like okay, well, let's go to court, I guess. But like that I, would definitely get those prize pools much higher. They'd have some random 10 millions I bet on some big football Sundays. What is it? Cuz I know you obviously have some background with this stuff from the legal aspects if if they were say that was an attainable thing of being like hey uaja is working relatively well for these fantasy carve outs but there's one tweak where it's kind of like misunderstanding like the current market this would help us as platforms this would help for players like how insurmountable of a hurdle would that be to actually go in and get that tweak in the law made i think now they could probably do it because they're they're so heavily, you know, involved in the apparatus of the state public private shit world of gambling and, and stocks too, that they probably could go in there and pull, pull it off. Who, who knows what their federal um, lobbying wing looks like. Um, they, I think they should, I don't, cause I don't think there's that many people pushing back. There'd be that many pe- people pushing back against it that right. one tweak like who would care plus all the corp like now there's casinos across the country that are owned by or affiliated with DraftKings and 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 dfs sites um i'm sure there's always someone pushing back for for their cut of the cut of the pie so they would there would be oh there's always pushback and here like here, here's here's an example like um the old speaker of the house here in Illinois would always put a sunset provision on um, any like tax break for certain industries, any of them. He would always yeah. put a sunset provision on them and a sunset provision is it expires, right? So like the Pete Overzet clause will expire in 2026, right? So like, yeah, you can have as many people join the DFS sites as you want until 2026 and it'll expire. And, why why does he do that right well he's got now he might be going to jail actually but why why did he used to do that because they always have to come back to him right and then ask him for a favor again and then mm-hmm. you could go like oh did you donate to the cook county democratic party yet i don't know if i saw your name down there pete uh, yeah maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll re-up it and so like that like but anyone who's in the know who worked at the capitol knows that he puts these sunset provisions and all it requires it in all these bills so that they have to come back to the table again. So like, even if it doesn't have anything to do with someone else's industry, it's not just like, you're going to 
get that shit passed. And it might not be worth it for him to do that, to get that extra liquidity. I think, I think it would be cool if they could pull it off though, as a player. In, in there, I'm trying to think, is there any reason why the operators wouldn't want this, right? Because it would be a huge burden lifted off their shoulders if they didn't have to sweat contest sizing and overlay at every turn, right? That has to be a huge thing. They have to have a ton of people working on it. I'm sure there's algorithmic based stuff with the sizing, but still to know that you could just put these contests up and not worry about eating a ton of overlay based on the interest. Like I assume that everyone would want that. Even best ball. Right. Like it fills early like, Oh, okay, great. Now the prize pool's 2.7 million or whatever it gets up to, you know, higher, the better. And they could keep, and as soon as it busts through that number, they could keep advertising this new number. And there'd be like, I think like a Powerball effect, you know, like Super Bowl, Super Bowl is, isn't that big, but just a big opening day NFL maybe you could get like 5 million to first or something crazy. If, if it just yeah. gets lucky. Yeah. You never know. It is funny though. Now I'm going to like interrogate my own like psychological biases. I know in some of these underdog contests, like, you know, in the NBA playoff best ball, they also had the golf, the albatross over the four majors. I believe both of those had hundred thousand dollars up top. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll fire at these. Oh, there's gonna be a little overlay in here. I'll auto draft some of these. I'll do that to where I do wonder if it was smaller, if it was half of that, but like really smooth payout, like if it was 50,000 or 25, I'd be like, Hey, I'll sit this one out. I don't know anything about golf, but Hey, a hundred thousand up top yeah. and a little overlay it. So even I am guilty of that myself. It, it doesn't guarantee that overlay would be gone because just like in the poker days, you could still find overlay, right? Cause they would do like a hundred K. So what happens is there'd be a, um, you know, a, uh, ex expected point that they would know that they would get mostly and then they would make some sort of guarantee to entice people to come on and play that day and yeah. sometimes it goes over but occasionally it, it wouldn't so like there'd still be overlay just not as not as much yeah but they, they yeah. still have the guaranteed prize pools they just put like the million dollar guaranteed and then and you know or make it maybe make it five hundred thousand so they know they lock it in and then everything over that's just just gravy, and then occasionally sometimes it wouldn't fill. Yeah, so you're saying more like they would still guarantee it for the marketing boost, yeah. but they would have room to run and not have to worry about spinning up a second smaller version of the milli because that one filled three days early, and then blah blah blah. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I would. Yeah. I, I mean, I I could be wrong, but I would almost I would bet money on it that that's how it would go, and I would do two different like I would do like an unlimited and a, and a cap. So mm -hmm. like, you know, do it, whatever, a hundred man one, that one's not going to be unlimited. Or you could do a $2,500, 100 man. That's it. And then after the hundred, maybe they make another one or they could do. And then also next to that, a $2,500 unlimited. And it's just like, it could go as high as you guys want, but you never know what the cap is, you know? So you, you, you give both options and then eventually they'd find the, a nice little balance for that, that, that people want out of those two. I've asked you this before. Uh, and then you, you were like, Oh, maybe I'll change my mind on this of like how that would adjust your process. Say there was an uncapped weekly millionaire maker on DraftKings for football um, with how your SIM stuff goes. And I know you're factoring in contest size with that stuff. Would it be a massive pain in your ass to be rerunning that for a dynamically changing contest size? 
I yeah, like I, the the like I think I said before was when it's so big, like uh, it doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me if it's uh, you know two hundred seventy five thousand or three hundred ninety thousand opponents. Like um, the uh, the I think I still think they would cap a lot of the smaller ones, smaller ones. Uh, but maybe maybe not. Maybe even the high stakes ones that normally have like a thousand people in it. Maybe they just say go go to town, go to town, kids. So I, it, you might have to rerun. But like, if you're what about the Thunderdome? What about the Thunderdome? Because yeah, what is that normally like thirty five entries or something? Even the Thunderdome, I, so like the Thunderdome, I would do what I said before: do one with like a six man cap, and just call it Thunderdome capped, and then Thunderdome no cap, and then no cap is just however many people want to enter, and then eventually they'd figure out what those caps should be, or if they even leave the cap game there. But, Do you think uh, there would be some really interesting game theory to that? On Think about if you had a flood of entries at the last second on the Thunderdome to where it meaningfully changed the contest size, and then you were basically having to monitor up that. Because my guess, would do you think your lineup would be different for a 35-person contest than it would a 100-person contest? I'm sorry, I was reading that comment. Could you repeat that last sentence you just said? I said, would your strategy for the Thunderdome be different for a 35-person contest than a 100-person contest? Um, Yes, yeah, that one, I think. Yeah, because I'm just trying to say, like, if you have your Thunderdome light up in there and it's around 35, and then five minutes before lock, a bunch of whales decide to, like, toss in their main lineup into the Thunderdome, and all of a sudden in those last five minutes, the contest size boosts up 65 inches. Yeah that okay that's true that would suck because i was gonna say that uh, if you're doing your lineups the last hour anyways like it's gonna be about whatever yeah it was at the time you would think but then yeah you throw in that element people fucking around that's true that i guess that that could happen but yeah i, I doubt it yeah I do think it's just interesting, probably more for those small and mid-sized contests where your strategy would actually change um, based on the contest size doubling or tripling in a short amount of time. Yeah. And we're, t- we're talking like a a fraction of the population that's adjusting at that small of a scale, Pete. So like, I don't yeah. think your regular dude is going to give a shit anyways. Uh, not that you were claiming they would, but um, yeah. So I think it's a win-win. Mark, good marketing, huge prize pools. Who cares? Like I don't know why you wouldn't pass that, change that law. But like maybe they could just do it anyways now with the new sports betting. You know they're not. You notice they're not claiming the whole this is a game of skill thing anymore, right? Like remember that yeah. was their angle was going to because I think they were going to they were going to go they were going to get litigious if they couldn't get it passed in all these states. They were just going to they were going to say no no we're we're a game of skill and we're legal under these new laws and just let the courts figure it out yeah i guess then the the final question is is do the do the sites even care you know because my other thing would be you know DraftKings isn't investing a lot of time or effort into their dfs product but then on the other hand we were was it last week we were talking about this how they sent out a pretty big best ball survey to a lot of their users and we're kind of gauging a lot of feedback about how they're player pool thinks about best ball. So maybe they are willing to like reevaluate some of these things. Yeah. Um, I, the, the, do, do they care things like I, I would assume they do usually business doesn't after like um, the person or people in charge get paid, which kind of has happened already here. 
and they they don't have the same drive as they did before, and they've captured the market so much through through regulation that they don't need to compete. You know, uh, then you start seeing it. But otherwise, I think generally speaking, they just why would they let parts of their business suffer? They would just lose money. This is kind of yeah. like um, I did a podcast with Davis, so I've I've got the I got a commie ch- chirping in my ear here, like <laughs> you know he always goes he because he, it's got like this double this double you know this this logic that doesn't follow. It's like oh all they care about is money and they're so greedy. Ah, oh, but they're not going to do the product right. They, they don't care about the product. It's like so which is it? Are they do they want to make money or do they don't? Are they greedy or are they not greedy? Wait, is this on a Star Wars podcast? You guys had this conversation? We, uh, we, yeah, because Disney, uh, right? Yes. Um, Basically, you guys just try to come up with different vehicles to have like socialist conversations and capitalism. (laughs) It doesn't matter what the vehicle is. You'll you'll shoehorn it in there. It's 99% dork version shit, basically. (laughs) Um, yet Drew says, I think it would add a lot of casuals having this dynamic contest sizing countless slates on all sports where I don't play because I go to the tournament lobby too late and the tournaments are filled. I mean, that is definitely a dynamic, right? And unless you have like, I mean, I'm sure Brian, because you probably are in more of a routine of like kind of constantly registering for contests, but for people who aren't where it's like, Oh, there's a big MMA card. Yeah. I definitely want to play that. And it's like, you get caught with your pants down, like on a Friday evening, 24 hours before lock. And it's like, it already filled. And then you're like, well, shit, I guess I'm, I'm not playing this. Definitely. Uh, Chicago, you're usually driving home from work. You know, when people are thinking about registering and playing, you know, four or five o'clock is right when the contests are starting to fill. So that's a good point. I totally agree with that. And everyone in California has got to fill, uh, do it at work. <laughs> I guess they're yeah. kind of screwed either way, but um, definitely in Chicago I th- or the Midwestern real America time, uh, time zone real would uh, definitely like that. What is your, I don't know if I've asked you in a while, what is your like process for registering for contests like are you still mission hunting and all of that stuff to make sure you're scooping that up do you have like do you have a uh, calendar reminders where you're like i know i need to go in and register for these contests because it traditionally fills by this time like how do you approach all that i just do it in the morning basically um on my phone or or i sit or if i have some work to do i do it on my computer i guess i switch between the two but yeah i register so so early it's never problem for me unless something i have something busy if for some reason i forget and i only there's only like that one mission i have to do every time i have to like remember to claim the rewards and Chest. stuff yeah yeah oh well, actually i have another one to claim there you go i just yeah. providing a service for you um well, because I always then what about do you ever do another sweep like if they do add another batch of smaller contests like if things fill will you then go because there obviously are the guys right who just are pummeling lineups into literally everything that posted on the site. You're not quite that player, right? Uh, I just revealed my rewards and it's like one of the lowest fucking tiered. God wow. damn. Even, yeah, even nerdy 10 or bink that one. Did you see that one where you got like I 5 did. million or whatever? Yeah. I'm sorry. I totally ruined your, your question. No, I was saying, do you ever then do another sweep? Like if, uh, if the big contests do fill and they release new ones, are you going or to register for those? Or are you just like, no, I got my action. I'm good. Gen- oh, okay. So if, if I have, if I like forgot somehow to register, 
And then I'm, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to register. And I go look and I can't get in. I'm pretty much done. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they release another one, it's usually not 100K to first or something. So I'll just take the night off. That doesn't happen very frequently. But if they do release another one and I see it, um, I probably will enter it if I'm also playing everything else. Okay. Not always, though. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, you just reminded me, Brian, to go check mine. Look at this. Big man on campus, 3,000 crowns, baby. Wow, is that, is that is that good for your uh... – I think I'm generally like 2,000 to 5,000. Um, yeah. Uh, Robert says, how about the run from DeColtz? You're behind, man. We we already covered this in the first uh, first half hour of the yeah, show. This Robert. Is, we already – you know, our big takeaway was Steve is feeling himself a little bit too much, equating himself to the Michael Jordan of DFS, I think is basically what he did with that tweet. The Colts has crowned himself the greatest DFS player of all time. <laughs> it's a bummer. I mean, the Colts, I just don't think it's possible for him to get into a beef with anyone. You know, I just don't know who who's actually going to get mad enough at the Colts that they're going to challenge him heads up for roles. It's not his personality. It's just not in his personality. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I mean, it's uh, we we still have like the beefs in the poker world continue to roll on. They're putting up uh, what is Joey Ingram working on right now? A million dollar buy-in cash game, I think, at the uh, the Hustler Casino. What do we, what do we need? A million dollar DFS uh, contest? Mm -hmm. How many people could you get to line up for that one? Huh. Probably not many. Yeah, you probably you probably could get. I bet EM two would do it. Yeah, I bet Osimo would, right? No, no, I don't think so. Even because, well, when it, well, think about it this way, right? So, and one of the things Doug has been doing, you know, to help promote his channel, to promote his card room, is these high stake challenges. I'll play anyone a hundred thousand dollars heads up, five hundred thousand heads up, where he's clearly writing off some of it from a marketing expense too. Like Doug's not just doing this behind closed doors. Like it's, this is marketing. Would, would there be benefit uh, for someone like Osmo or someone at one of these sites to sit in whatever a mega high stakes challenge would be knowing it would bring a lot of eyeballs to the site? Yeah. I don't think for Osmo anymore. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, how many is that going to bring to stochastic.com? The thing, it, the thing is, is it's probably disproportionate, right? The audience size relative to, you know, having a card room or a training site for poker. The addressable audience is just so much bigger than it is for DFS. It would be a million dollar marketing expense. It The math probably just doesn't add up for DFS. Yeah. System. It would help. It would help like DraftKings a little bit. Yeah. Like FanDuel. <laughs> this is another one of those. Uh, is it profit or do they not care? Are they greedy or do they not care? FanDuel. Jesus, because speaking of that uh, that uh, take cast you mentioned, I, I was remembering like, didn't they buy Draft.com? Uh, so they launched Draft, the product, the former underdog. That was their product, and then they sold it to Fanduel. That's what I said. Didn't oh, yeah, Fanduel yeah, buy yeah. Draft.com? They imagine buying Draft.com and then just, eh, no, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I assume there was some kind of like, you know, uh, a year, two year kind of moratorium on being able to use it. And then once that period had gone, then they're like, all right, we're just going to make the same product again and, and call it underdog. 
Yeah, especially uh, if you're not gonna do yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's just I just I don't know. It seems crazy. Hang on. Back to this million dollar because that's one of the things like Joey's been working on. Who's your dream lineup for that? Who would be? Let's not even go into the logistics. Who it would okay. make sense to do it? Who would be like? Six people, obviously still realistic, right? You can't put me in your dream million-dollar lineup for DFS as much as I know you would love to have me in there, Brian. Um, but who would be like the six people that you would love to see battle it out in a contest like that? Big T and Hoop, arch nemesis. Okay. They hate each I other. I mean, those are good. <laughs> that's that's a very good start. Uh, um, chess is okay and Ricky D. Okay, I like this. So you're almost building up mini rivalries within this. Uh, mm. I think you got to do Osimo and um, Empire. Okay. Let's expand it then too, because that's already six, and that's a nice six right there. Yeah. Oh, God. Big T and Hoop, Chess is okay, and Ricky D, Osimo, and EM2. We could put that's Mac Lovin and his uh, partner, SNR or whatever, in there. Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> What about two other guys on like opposite ends of the spectrum if we're doing mini pairs? How about RBX88 and Nerdy Tenor as another two that we put in here? Um, I would okay. Yeah, definitely RBX88. You could always you could throw him in any show you want. Uh I'm following RBX88 uh on Instagram too. It's so funny. He was at the gun range yesterday. Uh just a clip of him. Uh he also shares lots of Joe Biden memes. RBX, the gift that keeps on giving. You know, if it's RBX, his pair should be a girl DFS player. Okay. Because he will just he will either hit on her or just complain <laughs> that she's involved. <laughs> uh, okay, so we, we do have we have a solid eight. The chat um uh suggesting whistles. Whistles would be a good one. Um uh, people say mock Lovin. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Brian, we do have to get you in there. Like if this is going to, who do you want to face off against if you have your own little pair? Hmm. Can I do I get to sell any of my shares of one million? Just my one. I assume in this game, most people would be selling selling some shares to make this happen. Or is it just sponsored outright? Sponsored by DraftKings. Um, (laughs) Draft. I mean, okay, but if DraftKings, if we are doing a million dollar free roll, I I I would like to. No, no, you made your choice. Um, how about we throw you versus Davis? Let's get, I mean, if we're going to do this, get okay. Davis in there. Uh, I mean, Davis having a million dollar lineup would, he would probably beat me. He would probably, it would, you know, that would happen. It, yeah. We'd both lose. Here's what would happen. Like we'd both lose, but he'd take like eighth and I'd take ninth. <laughs> Just so we both don't any money, but he gets to rub that in my face. Oh yeah. You would say he would optimize his lineup not to get first place, but just to beat you. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I'm just saying, however, the DFS gods would 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 uh they get I I bet like chess is okay would win. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Um, all right, here's here's the running uh the running tab that I, so we got big T hoop, we got chess is okay, Ricky D, Osmo you should, two, Ar- yeah. you should put this in list. On the on random.org, and we could just figure out who would win. <laughs> that, that's how we're that's how we're gonna determine it. Yeah. Uh, ooh, there here's some other uh fun ones. Yeah, you know, if we have Bales and Jennings, um let's see. You know what? CSU has been uh waging, he's been very worried about AI, so we could have CSU versus chat GPT. 
Mm. Chat GPT actually enters a lineup into this contest. Yeah. I think that could be a good one. Yeah. Um, this could be a bracket. Do we need an old school? You know, you got your Condias, your uh, Max Dowry. I would do honestly. Uh, some of these names, I might, I might cut it off here and then start doing. Oh, that's a good one. But yeah, celebrities. Ooh, hang on. These two back to back. I'm doing it. Uh, Blender versus Randone. I think seems like a really good one. They're gonna be. I in think. This. I think if you're gonna get your million dollar free roll, you should be against Randone. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, Blender. Uh, you Pete want really? Who's who's Blender? We need Blender in here though. Who's Blender gonna Blender go? Blender versus um, uh, Levitan. Ooh, okay. <laughs> the hand in the dirt versus uh, play whoever you want. I think that I has think a good I think line. Levitan would just be annoyed by Blender. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be it funny is, to have to sit there. It is funny because sometimes you do have those realizations, and you know this happens in real life too, where you have like friends of friends, and you know. I, I feel like you and I are kind of loosely connected with a lot of people in DFS, but like, I don't think I've ever seen Levitan and Blender like interact with each other or have anything to do with each other. It's just weird that there's these pockets of DFS that actually have no overlap. And maybe I'm forgetting something, but in general, I don't, there's certain combinations of people you do not associate with. That's each other. true. Yeah. 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 And could, could, did Levitan ever go on Roto Grinders for anything? He was on Roto Grinders back in the day. Cause he had that three man show with El Jefe and JM to win. That was back in the like uh, early days of Roto Grinders. We got to get Smizzle on. Who's Smizzle going against? He oh, he's got to go against Fantasy Dave. Okay, all right. I mean, I know you might not like that, but FC Dave, you're gonna have a controversial controversy. Okay, so yeah, this has kind of turned more into a bracket thing, but I do like the idea of a million dollar game, but there's also many rivalries within it. It's kind of like Survivor. You know, we got an AI bot competing. <laughs> we do have the AI bot. modern. Yep. Have you had any of? I've been, I've been messing around with Chat GPT more. I have been just kind of keeping it up throughout the day, and just whenever I think of it, I've been having it write um, descriptions for like YouTube streams because what I've been doing is basically manually keeping track of timestamps, just because it's not good enough yet to do that. But if I give it the timestamps, it's really good at writing me uh, descriptions and stuff. So I've been trying to like mess with it uh, a little bit more. I'm not like a, a coding genius. I've had it help me out with a few different like Excel formulas that I probably would have taken me forever to Google and it spit out pretty quickly. But have you had any other hmm. uh, chat GPT use cases? Nothing, nothing good yet. Nothing. Uh, but I admittedly haven't been using that much. Have you seen these like, um, what are they called? Like the baby GPTs and stuff popping up. Yeah. I keep seeing like threads yeah. with more where they're like chat GPT is old news. Uh, the Randazzler GPT <laughs> is the hot new thing. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I do like on my computer. Now I got the Bing, the Bing, uh, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. I guess they don't have a name for theirs, but cause I don't have, I could just click it really quick. And for a lot of these answers, they're pretty oh, – What I did have a good one the other day. What was it? Because like a good use case for this stuff is also just like what is the best um, dishwasher? Mm -hmm. What's the best tractor? Like because even Google, you get like 10 minutes of ads and then you have all these clickbaity ones, right? Like the top dishwashers and the, you know, you just yeah. want – just give me the best general expensive brands or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it did a good job for uh, – what was it? 
I can't remember what I was looking for, but it actually was helpful. Why do you think sometimes when you have queries like that, though, and specifically if it involves data, you always get the disclaimer like my data only goes back to 2021. But as of the last like, how do we have fucking machine learning, but it can't scrape more updated data? And it's not like I'm asking for like something that happened last night. Like that's a long time ago to not be able to do. That's that's another reason why I want uh, I, I, I click the Bing one sometimes because I think they're up to date. Yeah. See if it knows who you are. Do you know who Pete Overzet is? And I will not be sharing my computer after last week's almost debacle. <laughs> it's so funny. It was, uh, what were we on last? Oh, no, we were on Swolecast yesterday. And uh, I, I, I copied and pasted Davis's article into ChatBT and asked for a three-sentence summary of it. And I was like, did Davis, do people really need to read this uh, if they just get this three-sentence summary? And uh, I took a screenshot of my chat GPT query solely because I didn't want to screen share some of the things I've been uh, searching uh, on chat GPT. Okay, here's what it says about you. I'll put in chat here. here, here but I want to say before you read that, one thing that's interesting about all these is the sightings on chat GPT. Uh, they don't cite anything. And you know yeah. they're just scraping out all these yeah. people's sites and work. Uh, to me, that seems like that's going to be a legal issue for them going forward. And if you do Bing, they cite everything. And so, for example, your your response, they do know who you are. There was fantasylife.com, twitter.com, bleacherreport.com, peteroverzet.com. That's the key. That's that's how Davis Maddox so uh, – Probably so. Uh, Wait, what? What did what? What was on Bleacher Report about me? Let's click. February nineteen, twenty nineteen. Top shot. Oh, the good old days. Peter Overs, that NBA Top Shot thought leader. Now that you say that, I do remember doing a couple interviews. <laughs> back then. Bales is so sharp. You go, oh, you go right for I Bales that. nuts. I remember that. Bales is so sharp and he could just kind of uh, – this listen this looks so good in hindsight. And he just no, kind of doesn't do dumb it. things is, or, or make bad investments. So it's easy to blindly tail him, says Peter Overzet. Not, not financial advice, my God. Um, that <laughs> It was so funny about that, Brian, is it was because the I made the NBA Top Shot Bro video and then they like – they just lumped me in with like all the people that was actually spending significant amount of money on uh top shot. And uh, next thing you know, I'm doing uh doing interviews for bleacher report, but uh, yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. Um, it is an interesting thing, the citing stuff, because like you said, in a way, what chat GPT is, is like a machine learning version of Google meets Wikipedia, but with like Wikipedia, you see all the sourcing for that stuff. Um, it is I it would be nice to see. And you got to imagine from their perspective, it wouldn't be hard to index that, right? Because it's clearly pulling from all these sources to like show your work. Um, that wouldn't have to be that hard, I would assume, on their back end. And even if it's not like tough luck, like you're gonna get sued, you would think you would think that would be illegal. Yeah. I I don't know. It looks like Microsoft is playing it safe and citing all this stuff. Um, 
And I, I, wouldn't that be oh, because ChatGPT doesn't have a Chrome or anything to make extra money off of ads and stuff. So yeah, they don't want to share any links. Did you see Elon Musk tweet about that? Where tweet about that? Where he said, uh, "How does a nonprofit charity turn into a thirty billion dollar company?" And I invested in it. Like, yeah. I did listen to uh, Jennings had recommended the uh, the CEO of OpenAI. I'm blanking on his name, but he was on the um, the man. I'm butchering this. It was who who has the podcast? Is it Friedman? Sam Friedman. Um. Anyways, he had a very he had an interesting interview and just like understanding like the dynamics of how their company is set up. You know where it is like set up as a nonprofit, but then they took I believe Bing and Microsoft are own ten percent of of open AI right now. Just, it was like a very weird hierarchy to how that organization operated. And now they're like a nonprofit that also has to make like very large business decisions and integrations with Microsoft. So I don't know, it seemed complicated. Oh, okay. I think they answered your question in chat there. Was yeah, Lex Friedman, sorry. Lex, I'm okay. Sam gotcha. Bankman-Fried, yeah. Yeah, Lex Bankman-Fried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a total scammer, that's what I call him. Um, what do you, isn't it hilarious though, too, when you think about how like Bing was literally a punchline forever in the search engine game. It was like ask Jeeves and Bing yeah. or whatever, and Google swallowed up everything. And now it seems like, I mean, Google's scrambling. They released their own shitty version, the bar. Bard. Yeah. And now it's like, no, Bing might actually be the most powerful search engine and Microsoft integrating this AI. I mean, it's crazy to think that Google could get swallowed up by this stuff. Yeah, and um, I'm not holding my breath. They're still a huge company, tons of money, tons of influence. Yeah. I think they're behind this TikTok bill ban, or at least part of the coalition to try to try to get and and um what was there was I saw there was a release the other day about um this organization that talking shit about Twitter since Elon bought it. About yeah. hate speech rising and stuff, funded by YouTube and Google, <laughs> right? By Google and Facebook, uh, the 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 organization, right? It's like okay, they're they're still they're still in the game, so, but they they fucked up because they had a monopoly essentially, at least on this aspect. And I would rather go to a Bing, like chat, like if it gets good enough to like search for the next track, like tell me what tractor I should buy or whatever, then go to Google for something like tractor. Cause Google for that stuff, it's ruined. Like the first, how many ads are first, how many results are ads, right? Like straight up ads. And then the next top are, um, you know, like the 10 best tractors of 2023 and you go there and it's totally like that clickbait. They just, you know, SEO optimized perfectly for you to go. And it's not like someone's opinion that you'd respect or want or a bunch of real people's opinions. Aggra like I, it's better to search and put like Reddit at the end a lot of the time, you know what I mean? Or some other, or search th through Twitter or something to get like real people's opinions or look at reviews or something. Then to go to Google and get information on a lot of things. And it was it was better. It was better 15 years ago, 10 years ago, like when it was less curated and and less um, so optimized. Like I, people probably got better at the algorithm, too, which also helped probably ruin it. But I mean, I would much rather use Bing's AI or something else AI a lot of the times. And I find myself instead of going to Google, going to these 
places. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I, I've, uh, I've definitely, it's definitely started to replace a lot of that stuff for me. And specifically, like I said, I use that example of, I was trying to figure out uh, something to do in Excel, which I'm sure all of you would laugh at me and you just inherently know how to do, but I, it would have taken me like Googling multiple places and reading through like example code and then whatever to where like I could go to chat GPT and give the exact cells that I'm trying to do this on. And it spits me out the exact code for those cells. That's legit copy and paste, like fully customizable to my problem. And so stuff like that, the way it's like short circuiting, that is just incredible. That is awesome. I don't know. I, the only way they can make money is subscription, right? Right. I mean, they they could do advertising, but I mean, hmm. I they mean, could slap ads on there. I guess you could slap ads on there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I I would be fascinated. Is there any public data on how many subs they have right now? Say like Chat GPT uh, four or whatever, just like the premium twenty dollar a month. I wonder how many do you think they have. Uh, that's a good question. We could ask yeah. chat GPT. I know. Like, do you think, like, I wonder how long it would take for them to get as many subs as like, I don't know, fucking Netflix, right? Like not that uncomparable of like a price point and stuff like that is how much it would be involved in your life. Like right now, if you told me I could only have Netflix or chat GPT, I'm definitely taking chat GPT. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I don't use Netflix a lot, so that's kind of easy for me. But like, um, but also I think the other ones aren't that bad for what, for what my needs. So yeah. like I could use Bing or, okay. I haven't tried Bard yet, but I heard that yeah. one's pretty bad. Um, all right. Sir Shivy is, uh, the, the Doge dog is now doing, uh, AI technology. So if Sir Shivy's AI. doing it, it's got to be a pretty big number. They had 100 million users their first two months. 13 million With the free daily. product. Yeah. yeah. 13 million daily visits. I wonder, too, what is... My guess is maybe not enough people of the initial users have hit enough friction to feel compelled to pay for the premium version. Like, they're probably pretty content still messing around with the free version. Like, I don't know for the average user, if it's like, Oh shit, I can't do this thing. I really want to do. I got to get the paid version. I haven't, I haven't dealt with anything yet. Yeah. You know, we'll see. I, I, you know, what would be make sense is these little where you could use the, the like the uh, API feed to like yeah. implement it into your site or your Excel sheet and stuff like that, or do daily tasks for you. Like that sort of premium product makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And there are these R sites, like I use this um, this site called, have you heard of it, Zapier, it's spelled Z-A-P-I-E-R. And they basically allow you to stack like various automations. So like a random one is like when a new newsletter posts, either my newsletter or the Fantasy Life newsletter, it can do, um, I was able to create an RSS feed and then it's able to say when this RSS feed hits, post, uh, post in the Discord underneath this channel. And you can come up with strings of it of like, Say when I get an email from this person, I want you to immediately put it in a row in this Google sheet with this information. So it allows you to automate it. And they're now starting to roll out lots of like integrations with chat GPT. And I don't know if their company somehow has access to the API or whatever with it too. But I do think that's where this stuff is going too, of like automations coupled with AI. Um, you could definitely see the, the use cases there. 
And it, yeah, it's got to get a little more uh, user friendly, like dumber friendly. That kind of cut, that kind of stuff. Where it's like, yeah, you can give someone the code to like put somewhere, but they don't know where to put it. They don't know what no. they're doing. You know, it, it would. Uh, I don't know how far they could take that, but if they could make make it even more user friendly to do some. Like I want a thing like this, and it builds it for you, or adds on to your, your whatever your your app, Excel, Word, whatever, email, and it actually builds it out, and you just it just says, okay, download this file and execute it, and you have a new app on your computer. Like whew, that could yeah, and and you could probably do that. You they might they might end up doing that. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if anyone ever has new and fun ways, uh, that they're using chat GPT, definitely, uh, drop it in the lulz discord. Somehow I just can't compel myself to click on some of these tweet threads that are telling me the various ways they're using it. But if you actually have a practical way, I'd be happy, uh, to, to hear about it. Brian, anything else, uh, going on in your neck of the woods, uh, before we get out of here? No, not, not really. Uh, we got MMA this weekend. Yeah, someone uh, or no wait, who's fighting Max Holloway? Oh, remember him? Yeah, yeah. Someone in uh, I was doing uh, my office hours in the Fantasy Life Discord earlier this week, and someone asked me if we were going to do another MMA hang anytime soon, and I said I bet we can get together for one uh, this summer and uh, and do an MMA hang. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this. Nice weather. I kind of want to hang outside this Saturday, but yeah, one of these, no. one of these we'll do, we should do one where it's like the two o'clock starts or something. Or, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Something I could, I would definitely enjoy a, a more manageable start time. Uh, now more manageable I'm a start time. Right. Um, sweet. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention too. Um, and I mentioned this on best ball breakfast and I think, uh, a lot of you, uh, sharps here in the audience would be interested in this too. So I'm going to be hosting the best ball data bowl, uh, with the guys over at fantasy data pros. They offer, uh, courses to teach you how to basically level up your Excel usage and then move on to Python. So whether you're trying to do data analysis, like we've seen Leone doing over with his best ball research. And so we're going to have a best ball data bowl. Anyone can enter, although it will greatly help um, if you're new and can learn some of the Python skills offered in their courses. And so, yeah, submissions are going to be open for a little while. And uh, yeah, I'm going to start doing some more content about this. And uh, I'm sure Brian hates this idea because we're going to create more uh, fantasy, uh, data monsters, which I know you want to keep out of these streets, but, uh, you know, we got to provide these people with the tools to, uh, to take you down, Brian. Do they have any downloadable data that you can get from best ball? Cause I wouldn't mind screwing around with some best yeah. ball results. I didn't see yeah, any on there though. I did go to that site. Yeah, we're, we're going to get some too. And I got to talk with, with underdog too, for getting some of the, uh, the data sets that people are going to be able to, uh, to work with and some of the data that Leone has been working with, uh, Strammy is in these streets. So yeah, it'll be fun. Cause I've, I've always been jealous. Like I'm, I mean, I'm not smart enough, uh, to, to do all this stuff on my own, but poking around through the courses and stuff, they really do bring you along, um, from the beginning. And I will have say, say, of course you can get a, a discount with promo code Pete. I'm working on hammering out what exactly that is going to be. But if you're interest, interested in the courses, you can let me know. And I'll be talking about this more on upcoming streams. But I can feel it right now, Brian, based on uh, Leone's uh, deep dive and stuff. It's going to be a fun summer for best ball, for people trying to solve this game in a way that uh, maybe DFS is already getting close to uh, to efficient market. Yeah. 
yeah, this 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 will be a good year for basketball. You still have a you, there's still time. Yep. There is still time before Brian decides it's worth it to tie up uh, some of his bankroll for uh, for nine months in these contests. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Audio, as always, will be up on the Lowell's podcast feed. Um, maybe if Steve Buzzard, you know, goes for six in a row, we could have him back on the show. If you ever know of anyone who would be fun to have on the show who is also a millionaire, uh, those are the prerequisites. You can let us know. Um, for Brian, are you going to have any ownership up this week on? Do I have MMA yep. projections? Projections, ownership will be good. There you go. Check it out. Brick75.com. I'm Pete Overzet. I'll have a new, uh, I have two things tomorrow. Um, I'm going to do a special edition of Best Ball Breakfast Hockey Edition. I'm bringing on DJ Mitchell. A lot of you guys know him in the underdog and NHL streets. He's going to teach me how to draft playoff teams on underdog for hockey. Uh, we got ADP chasing in the afternoon at one on the ship chasing channel. And I'll have a new newsletter out as well. The PO box tomorrow morning. So appreciate all of you guys for hanging out. Good luck this week and all of your contests and endeavors. We'll see you next time. Big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.